Talkback, hosted by yours truly, Gloria Shea. We're coming to you live from the city of Cleveland. Today is Saturday, July 10th. It's exactly 11 o'clock a.m. right on the dot. Thank you for tuning in to Talkback today. We have a very, very, very interesting story to share with you today. We're going to talk about the crisis that is going on in the country of Haiti. Uh, I'm sure many of you have already heard uh, that during a nighttime attack on July 7th, a group of assassins uh, fatally shot uh, current president Jovenel Mose of Haiti, did also wound his wife Martini. And uh, in their private residence, uh, the assassination has rocked the nation, sending fear and confusion as to what comes next for Haiti. There are many, many missing details about the assassination thus far. But what we do know is that the assassins charged into the president's uh, Mose's residence uh, sometime after 1 p.m. and what officials describe as a well-planned operation that included foreigners who spoke Spanish. What's obviously wrong with this picture uh, is uh, it's that it's very common for President Mose to have a high level of security and protection around him in his home. Uh, there are often at least a hundred uh, officers roaming the grounds of the president's residence there. And uh, also Mrs. Monze was wounded. Uh, she was injured in the attack as well. And uh, we're gonna bring you some update, updated news on her condition as well. It's also been reported that two Americans are among 19 people who have been detained thus far uh, in Haiti. Two Americans, there are two Americans uh, included in that, uh, they are of Haitian descent, we're being told. Uh, both are Florida residents. The other 17 that have been detained suspects are described as Colombians. Uh, Haiti has asked the U.S., as we well know, for help. Uh, they want us to send in U.S. troops to help protect the country. Uh, key infrastructure as the nation faced, unfortunately, uh, some unrest. We have a special guest today. And uh, I'm so happy to bring her in and share her knowledge. She is she does hail from Port-au-Prince, Haiti herself, and uh, she is a community organizer. Uh, she's a fighter. She has uh, been standing on the front line for Haiti for many, many years. She has organized uh, uh, activist groups in New York as well as the Boston, Massachusetts area. So welcome with me, my special guest. We she goes by the name of Phoenix. She's coming to us live right from the Boston, Massachusetts area. Are you there, Phoenix? Yes, I am. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for joining us today. I know you're a busy young lady, and I am just uh, very, very excited to have you on today and talk about uh, many, many uh, things that have gone on even before this current crisis that's going on in Haiti today. Uh, you are from uh, Port-au-Prince, and uh, you're—I mean, you—you you were born there, so you know, and you have a, a passion, of course. Your heart's there. So, share with us um, as to first. Let's hear what's going on with the president's wife. Uh, what is her current condition? So, um, yeah, just uh, just to be clear, my uh, family is from Port-au-Prince, and okay. as well as Jacques Mel Lavallee. 
um, to different places um, in Haiti, but just showing love to Port-au-Prince is our, is, is our city. So everybody's like, you know, it's Port-au-Prince. And I'm like, no, we're, we're nine hours south or we're four well, hours thank, north. Yeah, thank you it's for correcting really that. Place. No, 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 no. It's um, perfect. It's perfectly fine. Um, as far as the state of the president's wife, um, I'm going to say that unknown at the moment, because we've gotten reports that she was brought into Florida and that Correct. she's being taken care of. We've also gotten reports that um, she did not make it, you know, so we're not sure if those reports are due to safety or if they're due to just, you know, adding on to the confusion, um, but whatever it is, we are hoping that it is on the side that she is okay. Um, we are praying for her. Um, exactly. Recovery, you know, um, but uh, as well as, you know, just until they get the final word. So I would, I'm yeah. just on the edge as everybody else is like, you know. Right, there have been sure. conflicting reports. She was uh, uh, flown into uh, Miami for care. And the last I heard she was in stable condition, but as you have just said, Bill, we've got reports recently, very recently, that uh, it's become worse or even she may have passed. So we'll uh, keep it. If I hear if anything comes across my newsfeed, I'll certainly share it with the audience today. Haiti, uh, with this current crisis that's going on in Haiti, give us your take on the assassination of the president, um, President Mose, and why do you think it even came about? I'm sorry, can you repeat that first part of the question? Again? Sure. Give us your take on the assassination of the current president and why you think it even came about. For me, I feel as though it's a domino effect that led us here. Um, I, you know, a lot of, uh, we can't depict the future, but I feel as though um, there was a lot of different things that could have been done to prevent us from getting here. One of those being... <clears throat> The need for him to step down after his term was completed. And then another thing is that after vast amount of years of corruption, vast amount of years of, you know, zero communication, zero accountability, um, allowing people to think that this can happen, you know, without anybody backing up or whatever, like, you know, that this is even an option to occur, you know. Um, and, and so I, I feel as though there's the there's the, the point that's like nobody should be killed nobody should be murdered no, nobody should be assassinated and then there's also this piece of just like how are we getting here period where we feel like there is a um the only way that this president is coming down is through vicious acts or as well as like you know for a president to be able to um for the people to be able to you know denounce what's going on and not get that support whatsoever. So I feel like all of that bottles up and gives it, um, gives that basketball for folks to just like, you know, dis, just disencount everything that we've worked hard for. And, you know, whether we're working hard to ask them to step down through actually bringing up actual clear facts or whether it's um, government wanting them to step down for their own personal gain. Were there elections held, special elections to, uh, uh you know, to allow him to become the current president. Is he a popular, was he a popular president there in Haiti? 
he was not a popular president. Um, less than a year after he became president, a lot of people were already kind of like starting the, the um, marches and the protesting against him. Um, he's not necessarily a people. He's not necessarily a people um, president. He was kind of placed there after an election that had over, I would say over 90 people were trying to run for president at that time too. Um, but there was a domino effect with Michelle Matali being placed and then him being kind of like, you know, being groomed to get into this position after Michelle Matali left. I see. So he, he actually wasn't a very popular president. Was, his, was it his policies? Um, that made the general population there uh, uneasy? Similar to other various presidents, it's more so of you telling one story before you get into office, then you get into office and you switch your tune. And so with that, that left a bad taste in a lot of the folks' mouths already around how things were being executed. You know, he came in around a time where the gas prices were already high and and getting higher, and there's no there's, 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 there doesn't there doesn't see many resources or assistance in sight, and so him coming in, it was kind of like okay, well let's see what he's gonna do, and it made it made a lot of people on the ground and home here just feel like oh you're not really doing your job. Did he have the support of his own government? So. In a, in a way, yes, he did. Because he, in his control, he was there, he was out there. He decided, even when he decided not to leave office, they still supported him. Um, they still gave him the security that he needed to um, carry out a lot of the things that he was doing, like disrupting um, a lot of, you know, the status quo that was happening around the constitution, there's so many different things that he started to attack that it was just like, if in order for you to do this without any back, like backup is crazy, but these people are letting you know that they got your back. So you're gonna keep doing it. So the government backed him in his policies, but the people it, it, it was not having it pretty much is right. what you're saying. Exactly. And so, so they start with, there are a lot of protests that have been held recently in, in Haiti. Yes, there were a lot of protests. And as I spoke before, um, on the other show as well too, a lot of people, you know, before July 7th, they weren't really thinking about Haiti. And there was a few protests that happened a few months ago. And in fact, it's in those protests in which it was sanctioned for people to, um, for the police to like shut down these protests. People were getting killed. People were getting shot at um, by the government who were like saying, no, you guys are the opposition. You cannot have this protest, so. So I see. Uh, we haven't gotten much news about it here in the United States, unfortunately, until uh, the recent assassination of the president. Unfortunately, it just hasn't been a big topic here in the United States. And I'm sure a lot of our viewers are just uh, amazed and shocked. And I'm sure some are even angered uh, that this continues uh, in the country of Haiti. It has a great, it has a, uh, a long history. Haiti, unfortunately, has a long history of presidents uh, who have sworn and taken office there uh, to protect 
and uh, help the country grow. And the op- once they get in, as you said, you, you know, you hinted on earlier, once they take office and they get in there, it's a, you know, it's a, if they do a 360 turn, uh, the people are totally left out of any economic development, any structural development, things of that nature. And sooner or later, the same thing happens, protests. It goes back to even uh, former president in the 70s, Jean-Claude Duval, uh, who was president. I don't know if you know the history there of him. I'm sure you do. Who was president? And it was he was nicknamed Baby Doc. A lot of my uh, viewers, I'm sure, remember him. And he was um, he was ran out of Haiti. Uh, it was nothing but mayhem and chaos under his uh, administration. So it's there's a long history there. Help us. And and you're uh, how old are you if you if you don't mind sharing that information? Or I mean, you're you're a young lady. You don't remember, or you didn't live during that time, correct? Mm-mm. No, right, I, right, I, right. I am young. Um, not too young, but I, I am young. I'm currently 30 years old. And um, yeah, I grew up with my parents telling me so much about Papa Doc around Baby Doc. And then also learning learning myself. I grew up around the era of Ice T being over there. I grew up in, I, I tell people I grew up in an era where um, I remember sitting in freshman year of of high school and reading the newspaper of like two over 200 something Haitians jumped o- jumped off of a truck in the middle of like Miami type stuff, you know, just trying to find refuge. And so I, I feel as though a lot of people, they've, they've gotten Haiti on one sided. Um, that's not no surprise. We speak about this all the time about how Haiti being one of the first, you know, national like black places in which people free themselves, um, we've been paying the price ever since. You know, this is not the first time that a president has been assassinated. It happened before in 1915, it happened before. And they and they made sure that we were, you know, under, under US for like a decade or so, you know, after that as well. We don't want things like that. We've been here before. Um, and we understand that like more than ever, like it's so it's so tough, but we understand that it, it has to be Haitian people, you know, and as much as it's kind of like a pull and tug right now, because there are some who still don't understand what's going on and they still side with whomever has big pockets. Um, we're still not going to give up, you know, from either being um, within the United States or being over there. We're continuously working with these groups on the grounds or just individuals on the grounds to make sure that the information is being, you know, passed around, make sure it's being placed out there and exposed the way that it needs to be. Um, and again, like you, you, we, we don't get the information. We don't get to see things here, but America puts its nose all up in to Haiti, you know? And, and it's just interesting to see how certain things go like, you know, it's interesting. Biden made a, a statement stating, you know, we're we're gonna stay, we're gonna stand by, and if Haiti needs us, we will be there. I don't know how to take that. I don't know if we should take that as a positive, or if we should take that as a negative. Because as soon as this man got into office, the first thing Biden did was deport Haitians. The first thing, not the second, but the first. You know, more Haitians have been deported back to Haiti under Biden than under Trump. Like, so it's like when we're talking about these things, 
it's not just oh yeah um it's just a little issue here and there no it's this has been a continuous issue and you guys hope that nobody sees it it's like a bad stench that you put perfume on and you just keep spraying perfume thinking nobody's gonna see it and they're smelling it they know something's wrong they know it's not okay so you know it's just we, we've seen it during COVID-19 um we've seen it like you know with the little things around that it's like okay well thank goodness they were able to t- treat themselves because there was no assistance there was no support you know so let's let's stay there Phoenix for a moment um because the history of the relationship between Haiti and the United States has been a, is it's been reported one way here to the by the media here in the states, but it's actually seen a totally different way in the country of Haiti. Correct, totally different way. Let's talk about that. Uh, prior administrations, even going back to the Bush administration, even prior to Bush, the Clinton administration, uh, or even the first Bush administration. Um, the the idea or the message given to the Americans here was that we were going over to help. We've always been a friend of the Haitians. And then the actual events that take place there, and what comes to mind is the Clinton, under the Clinton administration, of course, uh, we had sent, um, and, and I believe Hillary, not Hillary Clinton, I'd like you to expand on that a bit, but uh, there were certain organizations set up over there by the United States supposedly to help build the infrastructure there, totally, totally reported one way here. And as far as the Haitians were concerned, it did not benefit them at all. Okay. Talk a bit about uh, the past history of specifically of the United States with Haitians and the promises we've made, but have not kept. Oh yeah, um, a few of those <laughs> talk about hand put has a hand in it like um <clears throat> Hillary herself um actually has a lot of direct hand in the creation of today's political situation in Haiti um her herself from either from from being the represent representative representative um at the table to placing her brother in charge to handpicking um Moise's predecessor um the you know, unpopular Michelle Matali as president. And um, and it shows that they have more of a molding in the um, in this corrupt system than we think. Um, it's not as if, it's not as if Haiti officials are gonna go and help mold who's gonna be the next president of America. So it's just like, to watch that happen to Haiti a time and time and time and again, that brings us to a place of like feeling like there's no hope. Um, during these last elections, the last protests that have been happening, some of the hashtags that were placed um, in Haiti, like uh, in the marches, in social media, was about like, you know, wanting the UN out, wanting America off, you know, hands off of Haiti. And um, people never zoom in on that. They never zoom in on those things. And it's been such a time where Haiti has taken advantage of the resources that are there um, the to wash out the history that is there, to make it seem like it's very dependent on the U.S. only for it to, to just leave the people out to dry, you know, whether it's taking money for the Caribe, um, the Petro Caribe project and just like 
you know, promising the people land, promising the people buildings, promising the people X, Y, Z stores and whatnot, and them getting absolutely zero, nothing, nada, you know, to the same thing occurring around the earthquake and they're needing to be resources. And we're, we're hearing about all these big entities who are coming in there to help. And when you ask the people, there's no assistance. When you actually pay attention, there's more stories coming out about how people abuse their power, how there was, you know, a lot of young women, a lot of young men who've been attacked, who've been pushed to doing things that they, you know, didn't really like, didn't want to do, but they had to do it because of their resources, because they needed it. So I feel like Haiti has done, a little, um, I feel like the U.S. has done a little bit more harm than good in, in Haiti. And there's no real meeting ground around like check and balance about what's going on, who's doing what. And when people just come there, like, you know, who's there to say, hey, this is not okay. This needs to be done or you guys need to be overseed. Yeah, yeah, that certainly uh, is a story that um, occurred here after the earthquake there, the major earthquake that you guys had there in Haiti. And the Clinton Foundation, I believe, came in and uh, offered a hand. But it's been reported that uh, they actually walked out of Haiti with more than they brought in. So it's, it's amazing to me how that can happen. Does that mean then that there is a consortive effort on the part of the officials in Haiti to work behind the scenes and underhandedly with the United States? There has to be some sort of consorted effort on behalf of the officials there. No? Yeah, well, we talk about the officials, but then we really need to talk about the rich families that are over there, because those are the ones that are really benefiting from half the things that are happening. Those are the ones who really have their hands molded into what's going on with the government officials. I say government officials because it's more so like, okay, who got, who got the, who has the money, who who's paying off X Y Z? You know, everything from the the gangs that pop up to you know, paying off whomever for to get into office, like, so I mean, I feel like um, I, I can't, I'm, I'm not going to just take accountability, like, oh, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's only the U.S., but I will say that the U.S. definitely plays a hand in manipulating um, the different people who come in to have them believe that they can go on to the left and that folks, and, and when they talk about the U.S., they're talking about both Democratic and the Republican parties, you know, we're talking about both parties who claim to have Haiti's back, but they do not. Yes, yes. And you talk about the resources of Haiti. Tell us a bit, uh, inform the, the viewers out there who are watching uh, the resources. You had mentioned, because you've appeared on other shows in the Boston area about this Haiti crisis and your, your passion for the people there. And um, also we're going to have you share some contact information for anyone who'd like to contact you. Uh, at the end of the show, maybe offer some sort of contribution uh, to your cause there. there there's a, millions of eyes right now on Haiti with what has happened with this current assassination of the current president. Uh, we don't know what's coming next, but talk a bit about um, the resources. You had mentioned on another show, and it touched me, about the fruit of the land. Expand a little bit before we take a break about what you mean by that, the fruit of the land. Yes, so Haiti is a very delicate fruit. It is a it is such a delicate fruit, and um, you you can you can take it in, 
and it'll give you all the energy that you need in so many different parts and it needs to be protected right and just like any other food you got to take care of it you can't just have it in the sun you can't just have it out in the same breath there are those who take that fruit and they poison it you know they make it so that anybody else who seeks their sinks their their teeth in it they they taste something different. They taste the bitterness, you know? And I say, Haiti is such a delicate fruit because with time, understanding, um, investment, people are able to remember the original story. They're able to remember and understand that this is the beginning of the story. And if we do not be careful, we will lose the pages within our story. We will lose, you know, this the, the, the rest of the fruits. We, you know, there's supposed to be producing more fruits and we're not able to get any of those fruits, the fruits of knowledge, the fruits of, of taste, the fruits of, of culture. When it comes to Haiti, a lot more people don't speak about Haiti unless it is something crazy happening over there, which, which saddens me because it means that we're missing a piece of our history, you know, continuously. It means that we're losing on so much more. Yeah, yeah, I feel you. And uh, you certainly demonstrate a lot of passion. I was just informed by, by my producer that we actually passed our break. Your story uh, has been so interesting and I, I get enthralled in it. So we, we passed the break, unfortunately. Uh, but yeah, it, it, this is, like I said, there, there's a million of eyes right now on the, the continent of Haiti. Lots of people are looking and watching and wondering what's next for uh, the country of Haiti. We all know there's a problem. We know there's a long history of problems here in Haiti. What would be some of the solutions you, um, as a millennial, what would you say would actually help Haiti become a better country for its own people? Well, there's a lot of different silo groups that come out of the churches and the schools and the government. And it's time that um, we refocus on the actual people who are on the grounds, who've been doing the work continuously, unbiased, unbiasedly, and being able to bring those different accountability measures to play, not just um, you know think about them, but how are we actually putting them forth. Um, there's leadership around the world that has come together from Miami, New York, Boston, you know, uh, and have been present in Haiti. There are those who are not corrupt, who continuously put their lives on the line, um, who've been doing the work. And again, um, sadly, th this would be the time where I would say a lot of the names of these groups and these individuals. There's, a, there's at least seven of them that I know of who are, who are actively doing amazing work, but unfortunately they are not to be said out loud. They're not to be said, you know what I'm saying? It's kind of just to let people know there are still people who are working really, really hard to fix and change Haiti and to never stop speaking, uh, you know, to stand on your podium, stand on your soapbox and you say what you need to say um, because what whatever happens to us there are more more people who are coming forward and we need them awesome. to understand that we're all seeds and that we're trees in this and that we're, we're going to keep going with our domino effect awesome is there some uh, phone number or number or email address or anything you'd like to leave with the viewers today that they could contact you yes they can feel free to contact me and my email is the letter c printemps p-r-i-n-t-e-m P-S, the number three, at gmail.com. 
You might want to repeat that just one more time. Mm -hmm. Again, the email is C-P-R-I-N-T-E-M-P-S, the number three at gmail.com. Thank you so much. Well, that's going to kind of end it. I certainly want to thank you, Phoenix, for coming on, spending some time with us today. It was, I (laughs) totally forgot about the break. So that's just how in tune I was into you. Thanks for coming on. Keep up the thank fight. Thank you so much and, for having uh, me. Both thank you. It was a pleasure. It was the pleasure was all mine. I'm certain that the viewers and listeners got a lot out of you appearing with us today here on Talk Back. So we're going to close out this show today on Talk Back. I would like to ask each and every viewer: be sure go to our YouTube channel, uh, Talk Back with Gloria. This is a live show, and we want you to subscribe to our YouTube channel. Be sure and go to our Facebook page, Talk Back, a thought-provoking talk format. Like our page, leave us a review. Stay with us. We've enjoyed having you with us today. And we'll be back on two weeks from this Saturday. Until next time, America. That's a wrap. Hope you enjoyed the show today. Be sure and go to our Facebook page, Talk Back, a thought-provoking talk format. That's Talk Back, a thought-provoking talk format. Leave us a review. Let us know what you think of Talk Back. It can only make us better. Be sure to check us out on Spotify. Also, Twitter, Anchor, Apple Podcasts, wherever podcasts are heard. Be sure to check us out on YouTube. Again, thank you for listening. Until next time, America. You have been listening to Talk Back with my grandma on Spotify. Be sure and catch her every weekend. Oh, and by the way, my name is Kari. Bye. You have been listening to Talk Back with my grandma on Spotify. Be sure and catch her every weekend. Oh, and by the way, my name is Kari. Bye.